on, everyone? Welcome to the DNC Night 3 recap episode of Making Podcasts Great Again. I am your tech stuff guy, Jay Nog, and we are here with the President of the United States of America, Mr. Donald J. Trump. Mr. President, you have a huge week this week doing all these podcasts. Tomorrow night, you are doing a live Q&A at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with the Perfect 10 Patreon Patriots, but we'll go up to everyone. Saturday, you're doing another Patreon episode with, we'll talk about him in a little bit, former President Barack Obama. Huge week, Mr. President. Tell me, what did you think about night three? Well, actually, you're upset. I'm not upset. I didn't even say I was upset, Mr. President. I just asked you what you thought of night three. No, I'm saying, well, no, I'm, I'm actually fine. I'm doing actually very strongly. So, you know, there was no problems. There was a, you know, total, total failure of a convention. And, you know, you seem more upset than I am. So I don't know why you're asking me if I'm upset. Okay. Well, um, I'm not very upset. And if you're upset, um, I'm sorry you're upset. We caught no, you what I said, Excuse me. What I said was I am not upset. I'm actually the opposite of upset. I'm actually, as you can tell, I'm probably the most calm that anybody's ever been. So you're calm, you're happy, you're not upset. Totally not upset. Perfect. Even did, did you did you get to catch any of? I know you caught a little bit of last night. No, you know I switched the channels. I caught two hours and eleven minutes of <laughs> of of the two hours and fifteen minutes. So you know, just sort of click channel surfing. Barely caught any of it. So you know, from what I could tell in the few minutes I saw, it was a total disaster. Okay, so again, just catching a little bit, just to see what your opponent is like. Now. Mr. President, a lot of things were discussed on night three. The first major thing was was gun control. Now, do you plan on, I know you're... Well, by the way, Marilyn Manson sang, and I did not realize she had such big tits. I didn't know that she was she's sort of developing. So if I'm going to say one good thing about the convention, even though she was sort of depressing, the, the Marilyn Manson girl was uh, starting to look was so not- bad. I, I I think her name is Billie Eilish. That was not Marilyn Manson. Well, we'll we'll look into it. But I thought it was Marilyn. You know, the great, the pale skin, the great. But then I thought, oh, she's not. You know, maybe. You know, certainly better than Tiffany. Certainly developed more than Tiffany. Did Did you enjoy Billie Eilish? No, I actually didn't enjoy it because I thought, you know, why are you wearing those baggy clothes if you've got if you know, if you've got the assets, why are you hiding them in offshore accounts, if you know what I mean? <laughs> no, but it was, you know, her song was not bad. You know, it was, I don't know what they were talking about. She said nasty things before about me. So she's obviously a low IQ individual, but the song itself uh, was, was, I thought, uh, fairly strong. I mean, we're going to have such great, much better performances at the Republican convention. But, you know, that's the best the Democrats can do is, five-time Grammy winner. I know. <laughs> Should have more Grammys than five. Five is... You know, I remember when Michael Jackson, when he did Thriller, he won like eight Grammys, but they only had nine Grammys. Like the whole awards was only like nine or ten Grammys. Right. Now, now everybody, Katy Perry with her big... Also with big tits. 
Katy Perry all of a sudden, oh, 14 time Grammy winner. Yeah, but they give out 96 awards every year. Fail- failures have 10 Grammys now. Are you saying that a Grammy is like a participation trophy? Well, it's getting there. It's getting there. Though I like, I think we're going to use without her permission because, you know, I don't like to get permission from ladies. I'm going to use The Bad Guy. She's got a song called The Bad Guy, and I'm going to use it, Billie Eilish. Because I'm the bad guy. You're going to use it. Are you going to use it for the convention or are you going to use it for an ad? What are you going to use the song for? Uh, well, that's a good question. Maybe, I, well, you know, you know, I don't like to bring up the late, great Jeff Epstein, but, you know, maybe if we have our annual Jeff Epstein Memorial Party next year, I'll walk into that. Okay. That'll be my entrance music. I got you. Now, a lot of, a lot of big speakers tonight. Well, for the Democrats, I mean, not big speakers, but the best they could do. Right. Hillary Clinton, she opened night three. What do you think about well, her after speech? they attacked after they attacked our second amendment they 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 went to Hillary Clinton, which well, I thought I, was a disgrace well, they put all these kids nobody ever talks about you know there's some intelligence that tells us that sometimes these people who are the gun control people they jump in front of the bullets so that all of a sudden they make the guns look bad, yeah, the gun is just minding its own business, and then like some some school kid jumps in front of the gun when it's firing. And all of a sudden, instead of a great sportsman, you have a shooting. So it's a total, it's a total, it's a total hoax, gun violence. We have great second amendment. And then I thought it was just, it was, it told you everything you need to know about the Democrats that they came out against one of our great amendments as the beginning of the night. So you don't think it's like guns don't kill people. People jump in front of guns. That liberal activists, bad. liberal activists who want to make our great guns look bad, kill themselves, people. It might look weird on a T-shirt or on a slogan on TV. Well, that's why to... I always say guns don't kill people. Mario Van Peoples. <laughs> I like that for a T-shirt better. So, Mr. President, and he was you, a black, by the way. He was a black. Yes, yes, I know. Were Were you impressed with with Hillary Clinton's speech? Well, no, of course not. She sat there. She looked tired, and you know, very upset. She's obviously still upset that she didn't win. You know, I beat her so badly. Nobody expected it, but she got beat so badly. And you really, I think that's that's why they didn't put her in prime time. They put her in the first hour instead of the national hour because. They know that the Clinton brand is sort of a weak brand. It's not strong like the Trump brand. And we're doing such a better job with the country than she could have done. Well, can, you imagine, did... can you imagine we're up to over 170,000 COVID cases? Deaths, by the way, deaths. And we're Congrats. over 5 million cases. With Hillary Clinton, you'd be lucky to get 20,000 deaths. <laughs> you might not even be at a million cases with Hillary Clinton. She had no talent. And she wouldn't have had the stamina. Remember, I always said she didn't have the stamina. Yes. You know, she would have tried to. She would have defeated the virus so quickly because she doesn't have the stamina for, for a long fight with the COVID. But I, I'm gonna fight it for as long as it takes. Are you, so you're you're proud of all your deaths. You're you're bragging about it like a medal of honor. Well, I should probably give myself a medal of honor. To be honest, <laughs> I think we need to see if that's allowed. 
no, it's 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 not bragging. It's just a fact that we have done more COVID than anybody. But you're talking, and about we're fighting it, and we're fighting it very strongly as well. Do you think we're fighting it strongly? With, by the way, yeah, with great strength. So you're fighting it strongly with great strength. That must be very strong. And powerful. <laughs> Figured that. <laughs> so, Mr. President, do you th- who do you think was better, Hillary or Bill? Well, I think I think Bill has more talent, more political talent. Obviously, I think Hillary is. I'll give her the one comp. I think she's tougher. I think she's tougher than Bill. Uh, but I think they're both losers. Now, watching tonight, tonight felt like more of a roast. Well, did of you see you. Pocahontas in the school, and they had BLM? The kid, the kids, in the like the little cubbies. There was there was a BLM. The blocks were made to look like BLM. So we're going to find out what school that was, and we're going to very strongly look into shutting it down. Why are you going to shut the well, school? These are obviously radical elementary school terrorists who, you know, are pro Black Lives Matter and probably pro a lot of other things we don't like. So we can't have kids learning that at that young age. I, Black Lives Matter is a very important movement, and young children at that age the should only know movement, about it. The only movement elementary school kids should be concerned with are bowel movements. <laughs> And making sure they don't go poopy in the pants before they get home. I don't want our kids worrying about slave. You want you want your five year old going to school and being taught like slavery? No, they want to learn recess and peanut butter and jelly. There's time to learn about our great history and our great slavery, but not not at our five great years slavery. old. Did you say great slavery? Oh, we had very powerful slavery. I don't know if you should describe the slavery as great well i didn't mean great as in you know i'm very happy with it but great in terms of great meaning very large very powerful so it was it was well run is that what you're saying no just somebody says it was a great number of children you know like a jeff epstein party there was a great (laughs) number of children it doesn't mean the children are great or the numbers but a great just meaning a very impressive neutral sort of a neutral impressive but we did have excellent slavery. I, I would not. If well, I'm just saying, if you're comparing it to the rest of the world, I don't think anybody did slavery as well as us. Has there ever been a breakdown of who had the greatest slavery? I don't know if, I mean, England quit way before we did such quitters. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think anybody, I don't think there's anybody that could compete. How about Egypt. Well, we had strong black slaves. They had like probably annoying, complaining Jewish slaves. <laughs> so like, you know, Woody Allen versus uh, LeBron James. Who would you rather have as your slave? I'm just saying, you know, if we're being honest, who would you rather have as your slave? Woody Allen complaining about the heat or, you know, uh, you know, Michael Jordan leaping over things. I don't know. Woody Allen might be funnier, though, and be more entertaining. Which means the work gets done slower. (laughs) 
Okay, you asked me who I'd rather have. And I, I mean, I guess if you want work done, Michael Jordan, because he's a better athlete. But this is a weird conversation, Mr. President. No, I think it's a very powerful conversation. <laughs> We're doing great midnight podcasting. Nobody, when you drink 42 Diet Cokes and you're tweeting until 3 a.m., you have great podcast. I have big podcast energy. That's what, uh, that's what the women tell me. Now, the next speaker I wanted to ask you about was Nancy Pelosi. I know you are not a huge fan of her, we except a, her have, old you know, big breasts. But besides her, yeah, well, you know, but that's important. You shouldn't look past that because, you know, I think Pelosi and I remember the show Moonlighting. There was a show Moonlighting with Bruce Willis before he became Die Hard. Okay. Show. Yes. And it was always he was a Sybil Shepherd, very beautiful woman. And, well, she was now, not so much. But they had that will they, won't they, you know, that sexual attention. And I feel like Nancy and I have that. I feel like it's like, well, I'm so big and powerful. And with her, it's your bras are so big and powerful. And it's, you know, but, you know, we talk nasty about each other, but I think there's a real, you know, there's a real chance there. And I respect it. She's like 77 and she walks around with her tits and heels all the time. So you you got to respect, you, you got to respect a 77 year old woman who wears heels every day. That's, I mean, that's power. So you think it's more like when in grade school, when the boy was mean to the girl and the girl was mean to the boy, it really meant they liked each other. So you think that's the same sort of relationship with you and Pelosi? No, when, well, well, sort of, but when I was mean to women, I would usually uh, sexually assault them. <laughs> so it was a little different. But Very different. No, yeah, well, a little bit. Uh, but it's, you know, I keep thinking, um, um, you know, if, if you're asking me, can we go off? I know we haven't done this and it's a special episode, but can we go off the podcast record? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're off right now. A threesome with AOC and Nancy. That's your dark fantasy. That's, that's, that's a bucket list item for me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the creamsicle? just destroying two generations of progressive breasts. It would be, well, anyway, let's go back on the record. Okay. No, I don't like Nancy Pelosi. And I think she's done a terrible job as house speaker, but you know, she has some good qualities. What do you think about her speech tonight? She's past her prime. So you don't think she's a good speaker anymore? Is that what you're saying? She's, you know, it's, She's just, give it up already. Retire, Grandma. Okay. You mentioned Elizabeth Warren. She did her speech from a classroom. You were upset about the Black Lives Matter decorations in the classroom. But what did you think about her speech? I didn't pay attention. You just told me three details about her speech. and how well, I, couldn't, I couldn't pay attention. Once I saw that she was in a terrorist elementary school with Black Lives Matter, I said, I'm not interested in what she's saying. I, I don't think it was a terrorist elementary school. And I think she was in the school to prove a point like um, Joe Biden last night was to, if you're going to open the schools, do it in a safe way. But we're why not would ready. I trust? Why would I trust Pocahontas Warren? when she should have supported Bernie Sanders and she didn't support, she's a disloyal Indian giver. You let her call her that? 
I just did. So I guess you're allowed. Well, no, Paul, my friend Nathan Modi, Nathan Modi, the leader of India, told me I could I could call her an Indian Indian <laughs> giver. That's <laughs> a nice guy. The thing is, Mr. President, politics is very tricky. You know People, what an Indian giver actually is? It's when you go to Seven Eleven and you buy a soda, and it's like one oh five, and they give you a ninety five cents change, and you're like, why didn't you just make it two dollars or one dollar? I don't want all this change. And they just look at you and they smile. And that's, that's an Indian giver giving you inconvenient change. <laughs> you know, some Koreans I, are Indian givers. I don't when think you go that. To like the Korean grocery stores in New York City and they go, you know, how much is this soda? 103. Oh, thanks. Great. 95 cents in nickels. Is that what you get back? That's uh, a disgrace. Well, I don't think that is the true definition of an Indian giver, but... I think Elizabeth Warren, I thought she, she spoke very well. I thought she made some good points. Um, I know the whole classroom thing threw you off, but schools shouldn't reopen under. I saw Elizabeth right Warren now. standing there in that classroom and I said, where's a great patriotic second amendment student when you need one. <laughs> Are you, Mr. President, were you begging for a school shooter to walk into the classroom and shoot Elizabeth Warren in the middle of her speech? That's a disgrace. No, that's a disgrace what you're saying. Okay. Well, I thought that's what you just said. I was just trying. No, I said, excuse me. Excuse me. I said a patriotic second amendment person that is called constitutional rights. Okay. What do you want them to do? If they just, well, just send a message, send a message that, uh, you know, her Black Lives Matter Elementary School is not welcome. Do you really think it's called Black Lives Matter Elementary? You don't think there's going to be some schools that open up called Black Lives Matter Elementary? Let's be honest. You know, there's going to be at least one. There definitely will be one, probably in Berkeley, California, for sure. And that's why in shit kicker cousin fucking Mississippi, there's going to be many Donald Trump schools opening up. It definitely really, I thought there'd be multiple Donald Trump elementaries and only one Black Lives Matter elementary. <laughs> what did you think? I thought this was the best speech of the night. He, this was like a roast battle, I thought. He really tore into you, basically said you were incompetent doing your job, Mr. President, and that it's former President Barack Obama. You know, I've tried to be, I think you'd agree, uh, probably the least racist person there is. One and of. I've, I have been so nice in what I say about Barack Hussein Obama. But what he did tonight proved to me, and I'm saying this in a non-racist way, totally non-racist, he proved to me that blacks can't be trusted and are nasty people. Even when they become president, they stay nasty and untrustworthy and disgraceful. And I was not upset. I was totally not upset by the speech. It totally didn't anger me. I was, I was just, you'd never seen somebody so calm in your life when I was watching the speech. And trust me, 
when I give my speech next week at the Much Better Stronger Convention, ever heard of Cat Williams? <laughs> yes, he's a comedian. Well, let's just say the language <laughs> is going to be very Cat Williams-esque when I address Barack Hussein Obama. Well, I don't know if to say if I'm looking forward to that or just really interested. But It's going to be a very powerful speech. We're deciding whether to give it in Washington, D.C. or at Gettysburg. Well, you're, which, you're as, still, still which as you know, was a, uh, you know, a great, a great Jewish general, Gettysburg. <laughs> yes, great, great. One of the, one of the greatest Jewish generals, General Gettysburg and uh, any other Jewish generals? I'm trying to think. Just Gettysburg. Know. Well, Mr. President, following former President Obama, headlining tonight night three kamala harris tough act to follow after former president obama kamala harris did say this about you and it was a message to you that there is no vaccine for racism i wanted to know a did you know that and b what do you think she meant by that I think that Koala Bear Harris is, you know, she's trying, she's sort of, <clears throat> excuse me, not upset. What I'm going to say to you is Koala Bear Harris is trying to be like the Lady Obama, okay? And I will be honest, <clears throat> if it wasn't for AOC, and I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm getting a little, I need another Diet Coke. You know, and my voice is not sore from yelling at the TV all night. I was not yelling at the TV very strongly, not at all. But she wants to sort of be the female Obama, but I'll give Obama credit. He's got a lot more talent than her. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, although she looked very nice, you know, I mean, I've already, you know, my my devil's triangle, my progressive devil's triangle already is locked up with set two generations AOC and Nancy Pelosi but if it was a quartet or as I like to call it a quartet Kokomo would be invited I can tell you that but other than that I don't think she's a very talented person I think she's uh, her and Joe Biden you know they form a very a poor team what do you think she's meant by saying to you that there's no vaccine for racism? Well, racism doesn't exist. So, you know, that's, if you make up something, why would there be a vaccine for something that doesn't exist? We defeated racism, I would say so strongly, many years ago. And now it's just sort of a hoax and a Black Lives Matter thing. So we're doing great against racism because it's not here. We defeated racism. We defeated the COVID. And we're going to defeat Sleepy Joe and uh, Kiefer Sutherland Harris. Well, Mr. President, thank you so much for doing the Night 3 recap tonight. 
And I look forward to doing the live Q&A tomorrow night with you at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Perfect 10 Patreon Patriots who will send you your Zoom tomorrow afternoon or early evening. And you, everyone else will be able to hear it on Friday, Saturday for Patreon Patriots at 9.30 p.m. We will be recording um, an episode with a man who you're not a big fan with right now, Mr. President. Uh, that's former President Barack Obama who will be joining us. Hopefully you two can get along. If it wasn't for the Zoom, believe me, it would not end well for him. Uh-oh. Is that, is that a threat? We, we, I don't want any beef on this podcast, Mr. President. No, it's a Zoom, so he's lucky. He's going to be okay. in Kenya somewhere doing a Zoom, and, you know, he would, get, he would catch more than just Twitter hands. And, of course, uh, Monday, August 31st at 7.30 p.m., come down and check out a live episode of Making Podcasts Great Again at the Stress Factory in New Jersey, stressfactory.com for tickets. Mr. President, thank you so much, and we will see you tomorrow night for the live Q&A and to recap the last night of the DNC. I am not upset. <laughs>